Hey, welcome to Josh's Daily Brew. I'm your host, Josh. This podcast is dedicated to my obsession with the art of living by design. You can expect thoughts on books I've read, the esoteric world of health and fitness, some cryptocurrency dabble, and everything in between. Stoked you here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and uh, welcome to another episode of Josh's Daily Brew. I have a, a newsletter that goes out weekly. It goes out on a Sunday and I usually recap my um, content for the week and like my favorite podcast episode. And I usually throw in a, not usually, I always pretty much throw in a quote there um, to, to set you up for the week. So if you haven't already and you would like to, please head to my website, joshneman.com and subscribe you should get an annoying pop-up after about 30 seconds. Otherwise, you can go to the far left. There's a big, big big-ass button that says subscribe. Um, And I promise I will not spam you ever. So I wanted to speak about something that I wrote recently, which I think is quite important, and it's from my blog. Um, The title is Tara Brock on Rilke's Insight into the Nature of Comparison and Acceptance. So, um, Tara Brock is uh, an amazing meditation um, and mindfulness, should I say mindfulness rather, uh, mindfulness teacher and proponent of um, mindfulness and acceptance. She actually wrote a very good book called Radical Acceptance and it it really has helped me through some tough times in my life um, in the last year or so. Um, so, I'm grateful and so she she talks about Rilke's, um, who is a famous poet or slash philosopher, um, writer. Um, I'm not actually sure which one, but you you will know Rilke's uh, teachings um, pretty well. So I'm gonna read the quote to you, and then I'm gonna go read the blog post that I wrote, and then um, we can maybe yeah dive into it. So here we go. So this is uh, Tara Brock in Radical Acceptance. Finally, one day came a shifting into place, an awakening, not right compared to what? Oh my word, I've been trying to make canned Pillsbury biscuits. Then came an exquisite moment of actually tasting my biscuits without comparing them to some previously hidden standard. They were wheaty, flaky, buttery, sunny, earthy, real, as Rilke's sonnet proclaims. They were incomparably alive, present, vibrant, in fact, much more satisfying than any memory. These occasions can be so stunning, so liberating. These moments when you realize your life is just as fun as it is. Thank you. Only the insidious comparison to a beautifully prepared, beautifully packaged product made it seem insufficient. Trying to produce a biscuit, a life, with no dirty bowels, no messy feeling, no depression, no anger, was so frustrating. Then savoring actually tasting the present moment of experience. How much more complex and multifaceted. How unfathomable. Um, I think that is so utterly beautiful and profound. And uh, there's a lot in this. So I don't want to beat the meaning out of this quote more than I should. Because quite frankly, it is a superb account into the nature of consciousness and how we tend to compare our lives to the perfectly curated packages of pieces of smile on social media in the form of influencers or even friends. A veil of peace that gets lowered on your soul when you embrace acceptance and relinquish understanding. 
It sounds counterintuitive to our rational brains that have been taught since the time we were born that every problem is a problem that needs to be solved. It's not. Some problems are meant to be seen with grace and gratitude. This metaphor from Torah Brock and Rulk is born from an ordinary experience rather than a peak one. Thank you, Maslow. At my stage in life right now, I'm more concerned with what Maslow describes as plateau experiences, ordinary moments that give you ecstasy and joy. When you're driven by comparison, it's unlikely that you encounter many plateau um, experiences. When you're driven by love, however, you are compelled to break the barriers of comparison. I then go on to describe there's two tools to overcome the anxiety mindset of comparison. And I'm talking about comparison in the Buddhist sense of the word is that comparison is a thief of joy. And these two tools are ways to secure your joy even for a moment longer than normally lasts. And that can make all the difference. Number one is meditation. Number two is journaling. So meditation will give you a relief from distraction. And that's all comparison is, is distraction. So be your own biscuit, you're good as is, know your path, embrace euthymia. Euthymia is actually a Greek word that describes knowing your path in life and, and trusting that you are on it. And um, it's in a sense the morphati, it's the, it's the, it's the knowing that, that wherever you go, you need to trust that it's, it's leading you to the right place. Second is journaling. So writing down all your fears. No fear is too big or too small. Um, in fact, I found that my small fears are a product of my larger fears. Um, so recently, an example of this, I spoke about this a few episodes back, but I never got a reply from somebody. And I've had this before. Where it's, it sometimes eats me up inside because I think there's something wrong with me um, and there's something that I did that maybe didn't warrant this person replying to me and I think that small fear was a larger fear of maybe not receiving the love that I so wanted when I was small. Um, and that relates to some issues that I've had with my father, which I'm in the process of resolving. But again, you can see how a small fear there, e.g. not getting a message thinking that something is wrong and my mind jumping to the worst case scenario was related to a larger fear or a larger T trauma. Um, which I find quite interesting. Um, and um, I think a lot of our fears are related to these larger fears. So, uh, you know, and I resolved this uh, not getting a message back and it was it was to my own suffering. As Seneca said, my mind created this uh, the suffering out of, out of nothing. And um, I felt a little bit defeated, but I also felt, um, I felt human because I just knew that it was just me, my human brain, being a human. Um, so both med meditation and journaling are radical forms of present state awareness. Life will no doubt bless you with a variety of experiences, dirty bowels and all. But your ability to deal with them won't be determined by comparison. It'll be down to how present you are. Um, and the nature of the mind is to compare. So... We want what we don't have, um, and then when we get it, we realize, hang on, that's not that that is not what's going to make me happy. Um, I want to go after that, and then we will chase after something else. So the antidote to all of this is presence and um, seeing your your problems with a with a fresh fresh pair of eyes. Um, and the only way to do that, I think, is through altering your 
your your current state. Um, so you need to be present. You need to meditate, journal, things like this, reflection. Um, and these are these are beautiful and noble pursuits, in my opinion, especially in a world of TikTok and distraction and fucking Instagram posts and things that are just vying for your attention. I mean, there's something so liberating about taking 10 to 5 or even 5 minutes and just sitting still and, you know, occasionally being bored. Um, there's something there's something in that and I think it's quite beautiful. So if you want to go check that blog post that I wrote out, um, it's on my blog, joshnamer.com and I write... I try and aim for a post a week to flex the writing muscles. Um, but uh, yeah, I would really appreciate that. And I hope you have a lovely Tuesday and uh, I'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers for now. Thanks for listening. If you do have time, please would you go to Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening to this and subscribe. And if you'd like to keep up to date with my latest happenings and things like that, uh, visit my website joshnayman.com and go subscribe to my newsletter which goes out every sunday thank you and i hope you have a lovely day